the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, I'm Pastor Draper of Maranatha Bible Church. And in light of the recent virus from China and looking at the devastating impact, displaced, despondent, in pain, in confusion, not knowing where to go, I want to preach a message entitled, Starting Over. This is a special message that you really don't want to miss. Because the reality of life is that sooner or later, all of us have to start over. After the death of a loved one, uh, not passing a course, a failed marriage, a bad decision, on and on it goes. Life will put us in position where we will have to start over. I will be preaching from... Genesis chapter 7 and 8, Lessons and Insights from the Life of Noah. You young folk out there, you listen to me. You, you sit next, next to your child, you haunch them so they pay attention. They might be nodding. <laughs> this means to, look, this means to accept your parents' guidance and discipline as God's representative in that house. Your parents are God's representative in that home. They represent God in that house. And when you disrespect your parents, you are disrespecting God. Can I get an amen? He said, well, why should I do it? Well, look at the next passage. Look at the next phrase. For this is right. (laughs) The Bible Bible answers the question. For this is right. That's why why you know it's right. It's right. Don't even think about it. You don't have to pray about, should I obey my parents? It's right. (laughs) This means obedience teaches wisdom and self-discipline. When you obey your parents, you gain wisdom. When you obey your parents, God inculcates within you self-discipline, self-management. They need to teach you how to get up. They need to teach you how to go to work. They need to teach you how to live. You're not going to stay in that house that's your nest for the next 40 years. Even the birds know how to move the little birds, birdies out of the nest. They, they're not full grown birds still saying, Mama, give me a worm. <laughs> Grow up. Take responsibility. So when you do the right thing towards your parents, you learn obedience, you learn wisdom. And you learn self-discipline. And if you're not disciplined at home, you're not going to be disciplined in college. And I tell you what, you end up in jail and they'll discipline you. They'll tell you when to take your shower. Why somebody watch you shower. They're going to tell you when to, how long you can have recreation. They'll tell you when you're on lockdown. 
They tell you when to get up. Tell you when to go to bed. That's right. That's right. We try to save you a whole lot of trouble. Verse two, honor. Say honor, everybody. I honored my parents until they died. Whatever they asked me, I'd do. And I was a full-grown man, the pastor of the church. I went, went and told my mom, well, mama, now, I don't have to listen to you now. You know, I'm the pastor. Oh, no. Oh, no. She, she tell me to bring some chicken, I'm going to bring some chicken. I said, you want some? I'm, I'm going to offer things to her, my daddy. I, I honored them. I honored them. And then I told him, I said, no, mama, you don't have to call me no reverend. You know, they had a reverence for those who were in spiritual authority at church. And they, they would call me Pastor Draper. I said, mama, call me just by my name. Just call me Randy. Just call me. Mama, don't. Y'all, you, reverend, you represent God. They had a respect. They had a respect. They had a respect. Honor, which means, he said, honor you. Honor who? Your parents, which is to esteem and value them as precious. Children, when is the last time you told your parents they were precious? Look, honor your father and mother. This is to be respectable to them. Respect them. If you don't respect your parents, you won't, you won't respect anybody else. You won't respect the law. You'll loot. You'll burn down. You, you know what? A lot of things are burning down. You, you got so many fatherless boys. You, got, you, you, you have daughters that never had a mama. All they know is hoodlumship and, and chaos and violence. They don't know what a real family look like. They're just doing what they've seen all of their life. When you're in a normal home, you ought to be shouting for joy that there's some civility in that house. Why don't you say amen? Now, it says this is the first commandment with you say you take it every phrase. Yes, I am. Because this is the Bible. This is the first commandment with a promise. Well, well, what is the promise? What? Y'all, that's a promise for obeying your parents. So that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life on the earth. That's a promise. Now, sometimes God makes lives shorter and longer. It's not the length of life, it's the quality of life. But normatively speaking, God, God will bless your days, give you favor, give you grace. That it go well with you. You won't struggle in life because of your obedience to your parents. Smile at your parents. That's right. Ask your parents, mama, what do you like for me to do for you today? I, would, I just want to bless you. They probably faint. <laughs> and then it says, fathers, this goes for mothers too, but really you fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Okay? This means fathers as well as mothers must not ex- exasperate your children to the point of resentment. How can you do that? By placing demands on them that are trivial. By unreasonable demands. It, it's humiliating your children unjustly. It, it exasperates them. By being abusive to your children. You ought to not just turn around and, and just slap your child in the mouth. You know, no abuse here. Also, parents must not frustrate their children by showing favoritism to any of your children. Know your children, know their proclivities. Uh, but, but don't play favoritism. Don't play one over another. When they get 40, they're going to remember, Mama, yeah, 
They'll hold that. But it says, but bring them up. Bring them up. You know what that means? Tenderly bring them up. Lovingly bring them up. In the discipline. Discipline is training. You're training them when you bring them up the way they should go. And instructions of the Lord. Proverbs 22, 6 also says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Also, training involves the rod of correction. That means the belt. That's right. And when you get beyond the belt, you grow up some more. That means taking the keys from the car or take the cell phone the mom is paying for. Oh, you can you can you can punish them still They're in your house They're in your house. But avoid all of that. Just obey. Now, let me give you words of wisdom. Well, y'all listening now. Well, y'all listening. Let me give you a few insights. You're going to need every bit of what I'm about to say. Who, who God help me. Words of wisdom to parents and children. Every child ought to be writing this down if you could write. Every mom and daddy ought to write this down. I'm trying to help y'all live righteously. A, children, be thankful that you have parents. Be thankful that you have parents. They are not perfect and neither are you. Okay? There are abused and orphaned children in America and all over the world who would love to live in your house. They'd be jumping up and down, talking about what you don't want to eat. They say, give me that, that meal. They'll eat some, come on, I, don't, I had that yesterday. There are people all over this world will eat, will eat yesterday's food and, and, and food from three days ago, as long as it's not spoiled. If it's edible, they eat it. There was a time in our house with all those children in our house, you talking about you don't like it, well, you have to catch the next meal. <laughs> Wasn't going to fix nothing tailor-made for you. Wasn't no shelf in that house specifically for you. You're not paying for the food. I don't want that. Well, just don't eat. I don't like that. Well, you go cook. You cook. Burn up a few things so you can get, get don't burn the house down now. You know. God will bless your life if you possess a great attitude, children, towards your parents in their home, God will bless your socks off. God will bless you in ways you can't even explain. Be glad you got a house you can come back to. Some of you at home because of the pandemic, there are, folk, there are kids who want to go home, but they don't even have a home. I'm talking about right here in America. They got to go to somebody else's house because their family is so messed up, they can't even go home. They don't even know where home is. If you're just tuning in to the Maranatha broadcast, Pastor Draper is in the midst of a series entitled Starting Over. B, that's an A. Let me get to B. Children, obey your parents the first time without procrastination or a bad attitude. Without pro- when they tell you to do something, do it with a great spirit, right attitude, right then. Don't put them on delay. Talking about next week. Parents also have meaningful conversations with your children about any subject in life. Talk about it with your children. Do not be afraid to talk about anything. Keep the lines of communication open with your children. And listen, don't you be judgmental when they want to talk. Don't you be judgmental. Don't like, oh, I didn't know you did that. Oh. What were you there? <gasps> you, you having seven heart attacks. They say, well, I'll never tell her nothing else. She's having too many heart attacks. 
<laughs> do, not, do not be afraid to talk about anything. Keep the lines of communication open without being judgmental or fussy. Don't fuss, 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 fuss. Get this. Get that. I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. Calm down. Calm down. If your children do not feel that they can come to you, parents, they may get bad counsels from other who do not have their best interests at heart. So if they don't go to you, they're going to somebody. C, parents, bathe your children in prayer. The world they are growing up in is very different from how you grew up. It's no more eating watermelon on the front porch and sharing sugar and flour with your neighbor. Those days are gone. Focus, go in their house and let the door down. You don't see them. This world that your children are growing up in is much faster. This world is ever changing and it's high tech. Matter of fact, your children can help you navigate technology. I, I tell my daughter, here, baby, I, put this in. Do this. Put it. Obey your parent. <laughs> obey your parent. You, you know, so also be mindful that not only should you be praying for your children, parents, when they are in your house, you pray for them when you're in your, in your house, but even more so when they become young adults and they transition out of your house. I'm going to tell you something. They're no longer on your lap like they used to be. They're too big to sit on your lap. They'll break your hip. They're no longer on your lap. They can't fit on your lap now. You keep them on about a minute, you got to get them the rascals up. They are no longer on your lap, but now they're on your heart. And you know what? They need, more, they need prayer in the house, but they need even more prayer when they leave out of that house. You don't know where they are. You don't know what they're doing. And they're doing some things you don't know. Don't y'all look at me like that. You better look at your child. Oh, you, you say, don't, Pastor, don't say that. Well, let me just get you, parents. Have you done some things that your parents don't know and they gone to this day? How many of you have done some things that your parents don't know? Let me see your hand. I mean, hold them up high. Don't, don't, no, no little pinky finger. Hold them up high. Okay. All right. Well, your children came out of you. <laughs> they got that same proclivity to sin. Stop fussing at them. Be patient. D, parents, be careful how you treat your children when they're in your home. Be careful how you treat your children when they're in your home. There may, listen, there may be a reversal of roles and you will reap what you sow. One day, the children you are training now may have to make decisions about your life when you are no longer able to do so. I remember my mom and dad took care of me and in the latter days, my siblings and I had to take care of mom and dad. We had to make critical life decisions. But, but they treated us right. Even if they hadn't treated us right, we still was going to do them right because they were our parents. We weren't going to do evil for evil. If you didn't have good parents, don't say doctors pull a plug. <laughs> pull it, pull it. I'm thinking about all that stuff they did. Pull it right now, doctor. Pull it, pull it. Oh, pull it, doctor. Pull it fast. No. <laughs> No, no. Be careful how you treat your children. Be wise. 
Because you don't know what decisions they have to make over you. Why you have dementia. Listen, you must have a will. Uh, you must have a will so that I'm talking about a will, a will and testament, uh, a, a will uh, when you die. You know, that kind of will with an attorney probating the will and all that. You must have a will so that your desires may be known in regards to your children and possessions. You with young children, God forbid, if a young couple, you young couples, uh, if you you died, the husband and wife died in a car crash together, then who will gain custody of those children? Think about that. I hope that never happens now. Who will have, if you don't have that, um, legitimized in a, in a doc, legal document, you don't want the state making decisions over your children. You see what I'm saying? So you must have a will so that your desires may be known in regards to your children and your possessions. Also, you must ask the Lord for wisdom in determining how to distribute your possessions that God has blessed you and entrusted to you. If your children or grandchildren are negligent and reckless and foolishness, then you need to factor that into your decision as to what they get in that will. Don't get quiet on me. That's the truth. That's the truth. I mean, because you can't give a fool $300,000. You're going to hasten his demise. So you got to know you, you got to use wisdom. You don't want them to just blow off the monies. So, well, that's my baby. She gets it up. You know, today they will and everything. I've seen counts where they, they make a will to cats and the cats get it. The dogs get it and people don't get it. You see, you should also provide for the Lord's church in your will as well as for the needs of others as the Holy Spirit directs in your legal document. It's in ours. This church is going to get first good money because we love the church. Before our children get anything, the church is going to get blessed. Before our children get anything, those in Africa are going to get blessed. I mean, we go all over the place. We just want to be a blessing. Even though we're dead, we're still speaking. And God is still, we're still racking up rewards because of the investment we left down here on earth to the glory of God. You see, E, parents and children alike should be affectionate toward each other. Be affectionate toward each other. There is an absence of affectionate of parents toward their children. And children often do not see their parents modeling affection toward one another. When last time a parents, your children saw you hugging each other? When the last time you kissed your wife? Some of y'all, some of y'all got dry mouth. You ain't kissing so long you don't know how to kiss. Dry mouth. Just dry. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, but them young days you knew how to kiss. Now you got 50, you just, don't, don't, your breath stink. Get, get, get some Listerine and kiss. Parents, infuse your family with words of affirmation. Johnny, I love you. You're doing a good job. I'm so glad you're my son. But Shirley, I'm just delighted that 
that God put you in our family. I can't wait to see what he does through you. You are just, you, 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 you're a work in progress. I, you, you just excite me. I just see potential all over your life, girl. You know what? She, you say that with such conviction, she, she'll start believing that. She'll start believing that. You ain't going to add up to nothing. Remember when you made that F six years ago? <laughs> you remember you flunked two courses? You know? Oh, my. don't stop telling your children what they can't do. Tell them what they can do. Affirm them. Tell them you love them. Tell your wife. The wife should tell the husband. The husband should tell the wife. You love each other. Children ought to tell parents. Parents, I love you. Children, when is the last time you grabbed your, your daddy and you just gave him a great big hug and a peck on the cheek? A, a, a daughter, a mother. You know, these, these girls look for affection in the wrong way because they're not getting a healthy affection in the home, so they grab any sugar daddy that pass by. Yeah, I'm going to preach this. And she say, preach, pastor. <laughs> Affirm them. Love them in a healthy way. Have tenderness toward them. Sensitivity toward them. Kisses on them. They're not too big to kiss. In a healthy way. I ain't talking about molestation and all that sickness. Let me qualify that too. Which will, and, and listen, when you do that, what you do to your children, that will carry on in their adulthood because they saw it in the home where they lived. Last but not the least, some of y'all saying finally. Parents, provide your children a spiritual foundation upon which they can build their lives. Parents, provide your children a spiritual foundation upon which they can build their lives. I can't say enough about this. The world, the culture, and educational system are very intentional about indoctrinating your children away from Christ and his teachings. Refuse to allow secularism to rule the day in your family. For example, political correctness, the cancel culture, gender confusion, gender-neutral pronouns, and relativism, where there is no absolute standard and the culture defines what is right or wrong. This is why you need to bring your children to the Lord's house, allow them to participate in the Lord's church, and be taught to develop a biblical worldview. Jot this down. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9. I'll read it. You just jot it down. Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9 says, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when they sit down in your house, when they walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as sign on your hand and they shall be frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and your gates. Well, you can't miss God in our house. My wife anoint with oil all over the place. It's just oil. The whole house is just oil. You almost slide in oil. Just, just oil. Just oil. Just oil. My kids tell you right now, oil. Just talk about oil. She got little placards. Remember, the Lord will provide. Christian sayings and words. People walk, they see crosses when they walk in. They thought about stealing. They look at all those crosses. Time they walk in, ooh, look at them crosses. Now, it's a bad, your, your, your house is sad. You got all that decoration. You got a $10,000 couch and don't have one scripture on the wall. 
That scripture, one scripture in your house is infinitely more than all the furniture you have in that house. Somebody ought to look at that house and he's some saved folk in here. I better do right. In closing, parents refuse to allow Satan to tell you that it's too late for you to start over in cultivating your children's spiritual life. You say, my children are grown and gone. It's not too late you know, unless they're with the Lord. It is a spiritual travesty if your children grow up in your home and miss the Lord in their upbringing. Let me say it again. It is a spiritual travesty if your children grow up in your home and miss the Lord's upbringing. Perhaps you as a parent, perhaps you weren't saved when your children were young. Or perhaps you were spiritually mature when your children were young, when they were at home. It is still not too late. Repent and invest spiritually as best you can in your adult children as well as in your grandchildren. Parents, the greatest thing you can do for your children and grandchildren is lead them to Christ and live godly before them. That's the greatest thing you can do. Lead them to Christ. Introduce them to Christ and live godly before them. What is sports without Christ? What is a degree without Christ? What is a career without Christ? What is status without Christ? What is power without Christ? What is popularity without Christ? You need to redeem the time with your precious children and grandchildren today, for tomorrow may be too late. And all God's children said, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this word. I know it was a lot, but so needed. The city needed, the state needed, the nation needs this, and the world needs it. And Father, help the saints be able to make spiritual adjustments well, warrant it and not throw their hands and just give up. That's what Satan wants them to do, to think that it can't be done. It's too late. It is not too late to start. Lord, let them know it's not too late to start over. You'll restore what the locusts have eaten if they have a heart to just do right. Father, there's someone here, some parent, some child, some grandchild that don't know you. I pray they come into a saving relationship. Please save. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's children said, Amen. As Pastor Rander concludes this message, let us commit ourselves to the fruit of the Spirit as given to us in the Word of God. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Let us commit ourselves to giving our best service to God in all that we do. For when we give God's way, as His Word tells us, we will receive in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. If you enjoy this kind of Bible teaching, please join Pastor Rander at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.